Welcome to episode 36 of What Lies Beneath, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new to hockey and hockey fans looking to have some fun. And there's no Kraken hockey happening right now, but oh my God, everything is happening in Seattle Kraken land. We've got the NHL draft recap, the Seattle Thunderbirds in the NHL, the Coachella Valley Firebirds hire Jessica Campbell. There's women infiltrating the Kraken system, and we love it. There's so much going on. We will talk about that and no dumb questions. What goes into development camp? We're also on the eve of free agency. Let's get going. Episode 36 of What Lies Beneath. Hello and what's up? Happy summertime. We just had an epic, awesome dash of Seattle Kraken. I don't know. What, what would you call it? Crack? Uh, I don't know. Kraken shit? This is crack crack, is this, shit? Is like, this reverse Kraken shit that we were talking about? Big spoon of Kraken <laughs> shit that I happily <laughs> ate. My name is Jeff Genusic. This is my friend and co-host. Joey Cirillo. Dude, how are you? I am doing excellent, man. This is like the only shit I don't mind eating. Kraken shit. Kraken I'm shit. loving it. It's been, it's been awesome. I know we're about to get into it in a, in a second here. Um, we held off last week from recording because we wanted the draft to go down and do a draft recap. And now we are here. Now everyone's saying the Kraken had the best draft. I'm just so excited, man. There's so many things happening. Like there's no off season. So if you're not listening to the podcast, cause you're like, you know, sleeping because you wait until the season starts, you're missing out. It's, it's just great. And, it, and like I said in the last episode, which I don't know when we recorded that last, I, don't I have know. no clue. No Summer's clue. been crazy. Yeah. Um, but like I said, is like I'm just over the NHL season. I'm ready for Seattle Kraken hockey to come back. Mm-hmm. And man, we got some Kraken hockey shit. So let's get into it. Our Kraken reaction. By the way, I did not mention that uh, we're recording in uh, Joey's new new place, which is really awesome. So thank you for having the uh, Kraken Pod Studios <laughs> all set up. We the, makeshift, big, the makeshift studio. We're, we have sign. plans for it. We have this whole wall that we can um, dedicate to doing some really cool stuff for video in the future. So yeah. that's part of it. Absolutely. By the way, if you want to sponsor the Kraken Pod, hit us up in the DMs on uh, on Twitter because you know we're taking like $8, you know, because if we get a few of those, we could probably buy. And maybe I could buy some markers and I could sketch on your wall. Like there you go. Yeah, make, like make sure that. they're permanent. So I have to pay for it later. I like where your head's yeah, at. Okay, I like that. <laughs> really just commit. Go all in. Well, let's get right to it. The <laughs> NHL draft was last week and Thursday night was awesome. I Going into it, I really wanted a defenseman. I, I guess something in the back of my head yeah. was like, I don't know why. Maybe I was like the rest of the NHL that kind of soured on Shane Wright. But for some reason, I just was like, you know what? I think a, a, a right-handed defenseman. You know, to get into that top duo would be awesome. But mm-hmm. when everything shook out and we got Shane Wright, I was just like so excited. I I still can't believe that it happened because it was one of those things that there was smoke, um, you know, a couple of days prior to the draft that there was a chance that he falls down to four. Everyone was up in arms about it. We talked about it on the podcast. And then come draft day, it started to actually happen uh, to happen. See, I can't even talk right now. It started to actually happen and I didn't know how to handle it. I felt like M night Shyamalan was running the freaking <laughs> NHL draft because like of all the plot twists that were happening. And the biggest thing for me was, and this was like where all the heart palps started kicking in 
right before the Kraken pick. I swear to God, this was done on purpose. Montreal had like the two trades right before. And so like the commissioner comes out and they're like, oh, before the fourth pick, we actually have a couple of trades to announce. I'm pretty sure that I was actually literally deceased for 60 seconds. Like my heart stopped. I didn't know what was going on. I couldn't stop sweating. I felt like Eminem an eight mile. It was just ridiculous, <laughs> man. Like I, I like palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy, you know? And um, it <laughs> nice. was just, it was so intense. And for some weird reason, and maybe this is like a Seattle sports fandom PTSD. I was just like, oh my God, Seattle has fucked this up. We've traded away the four. Like cracking shit. Yeah, like like Shane Wright has fallen to us, and now we're they're about to announce a trade, and my heart is going to be ripped out of my chest. Joke is on us. That is not what happened. Montreal just wanted to get their trades in, and then lo and behold, not only do the Kraken take Shane Wright with the fourth overall pick, but Ronnie Francis, what would Ron do? Um, he wasted no time. He went right up there, announced the pick, mic dropped and baller, walked out. Baller. It was the most baller move. Everyone up there was like hemming and hawing and doing all this shit. Fuck that. Ron Francis went up there. He delivered Shane Wright to the Seattle Kraken. Uh, what I'm most excited about with Shane Wright is I think that's probably the best marketing news the Kraken could have gotten because defensemen, would that have been great for the core of Kraken hockey for the future? Absolutely. Now Shane Wright totally is too. Yes. What, what is exciting and something that we struggled with last year is offense. And now you've got two, you know, two people next season that could, could vie for the rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Shane Wright, Maddie Beneers playing together. Oh my God. What if we have a situation like Detroit had this past season with Moritz Sider and uh, Lucas Raymond? Yes. You know, yes, it's like yes, yes. they were right one and two, one and three. The yeah. whole, and that could easily happen. So I think the Kraken are very underrated on the national scene, mm-hmm. but I think we do. And you should, you should have that Seattle PTSD put behind you because this is going to be an awesome season. I could not be happier that I was wrong. I could not be happier that Shane Wright is now part of the Seattle Kraken. Okay. And, and props to you yesterday for catching from the Kraken Instagram. Yes. Uh, Maddie Beneers and Shane Wright hanging out together. At the Mariners game. At and the, the Mariners, Mariners end up sweeping the Blue Jays. Suck at Toronto fans who double up as Leafs fans, which is like a double bonus. for Like everything right now is so good. I'm like almost scared to like talk about it. I was like, I'm going gonna, like, gonna to jinx everything right now. It feels so, I don't know. It's a strange feeling to like have this much feel good, positive vibes only going on with like Seattle sports right now. It's absolutely insane, but I will take all of it. And I have to ask you really quick, were you surprised that Shane Wright fell to fourth overall? Like when, like when the first overall pick went down and Dorofsky was taken, I was like, Oh my God, it's happening. Yeah. Like, this yeah, is literally the chain reaction Same. that's going to start it. But, mm-hmm. but even, even having that thought, I was like, okay, but maybe Arizona is going to take him. Cause they were such a wild card. And then it, I don't know. I, again, he fell to fourth. Were you still surprised by those results? I was because, you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I'll admit, I didn't follow it super closely as to why all of a mm-hmm. sudden Shane Wright was falling out of that top spot. I know yeah. that defense all of a sudden became a huge, huge, huge thing that was needed. And, yes. and these guys, uh, these prospects that went, you know, in the top couple You're of spots. in the mech, yeah. Right. Those guys really got, I mean, I don't know if they have some awesome PR agency behind what they do, but they just, all of a sudden, everyone fell in love with them. Yes. And... I don't know, man. I just, I was very surprised, but I'm super happy. And I love that the Kraken are wasting no time. Maddie Beneers and Shane Wright literally have in front of them the keys to the city of Seattle. Yeah. And and literally like the the actual, like the mayor should give them the keys to the city at this point. We're like a couple years away from getting the Sonics back. 
Which don't, oh my God. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. LeBron's going to buy a team Fuck. and put, he's going to eat, literally, LeBron, I was reading about it the other day, LeBron James is buying a team, putting it in Las Vegas. Yes, I did and, read that, which by the way is bullshit. Seattle should get the basketball team first, but whatever. I, I see, I see what's happening. And that could shift, that could shift because Bron's still playing, you know, this that sort of thing, but Seattle is getting the Sonics. Now the Mariners, how are the Mariners doing? I'm not, I'm not following baseball. Listen, Jeff. So the first rule of the Mariners is you don't talk about the Mariners. Okay. So, <laughs> so there you go. So there you go. And now we no, you know they're, they're doing great, but it's so hard to talk about them because it's like, it's okay for Mariners fans to talk about them, but whenever they start getting national attention, like, and this is a thing that, that Mariners fans know, like we start getting nervous because it's almost like you're jinxing the team. Sure. They're doing fantastic. They've won eight in a row. They just swept the Blue Jays again. Fuck you, Toronto fans. Uh, but thank you for coming to Seattle and supporting them, propping up the local economy. And I say that with sports hate, not real hate. Um, no, they're doing really, really good. Uh, they're actually like vying for a wild card uh, spot right now. But they're halfway through the season. Julio good. Rodriguez is amazing. Whatever. We, um, we, would, we, need, yeah. we need some good Seattle sports buzz going into the start oh, it's of happening. Kraken season. It's starting to happen, man. Like they're feeding off of each other. Like to see Maddie and, and Shane, I'm just going to start calling Maddie and Shane because I feel like we're boys. Um, to see them at the game no, together, totally. like hanging out and then Maddie threw the first pitch. Uh, I just thought that was really cool. There was actually a really funny video that was shared on Twitter where they did like the fake uh, thing where they were like, clocking his uh, pitch speak because he threw out the first pitch and somebody held up a calculator and the calculator calculator just had the number 100 typed into it, nice. which I thought was really clever. But like, oh, look, he threw 100 miles an hour. So <laughs> that's funny. I don't know. It's just little stuff like that. But I'm loving it, man. Like the teams are loving each other. Like Seattle sports are vibing hard as fuck. And now we have these two two-way centers. I mean, with the crack and if everything works out right for the next decade or so. I mean, legitimately, that's not me being like hyperbolic. This is the reality of Seattle crack and hockey. And a really good point was made online. And I apologize for the individual that said this, but we have these two high caliber two-way centers against one of the best two-way centers of all time in Ron Francis. Like come under my wing. That's let me, sh- let me show you the way. And now we have these incredible players who are going to be the faces of the franchise for years to come. The pressure is taken off of Shane Wright because he can play, um, you know, the the two line behind Maddie Beniers. And it's just like, it's so perfect. And it's one of those things where it's like, he fell to fourth. We have to take him. And I'm getting, I was getting texts from freaking my friends out of state who are like penguins fans being like, how the fuck did you get Shane Wright at fourth? I'm like, release the Kraken baby. That's all I have to say. Well, the pens, they didn't have a pick till later on. So they were jealous, but yeah. and no, and that's exactly right. I think, I think the best part of this season coming up is going to be the next few months leading up to opening night. Now, yes, I once the puck drops, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I, I do think that we're going to have a much better team. I do think this is going to be a competitive team. Mm-hmm. Will there be playoffs? I don't know, but I'm not saying there, there won't be. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, you know, until the puck drops on opening night, the, the hope is so high. The energy is so high. Mm-hmm. How they played the draft. And now we'll see what happens with free agency. They literally have a chance to set the city on fire if oh they roll God. in the free agency the right way. So, yeah. again, Shane Wright, amazing, awesome pick. Uh, that's super exciting. That's going to get the hockey world in Seattle fired up. And I can't wait to see what happens. Now, what the hell happened with the rest of the draft? <laughs> Fill me in, Joey. There's, Fill there's, me in. There's a lot that happened. All right. So, first off, we were talking about you and I were like, you know, we were defensive focused, but it ended up being a very offensive heavy draft. 
uh, Seattle had an overall 11 draft picks and only two of them were defensemen. And one of them, even though he's a defenseman, is also very good offensively. We just talked about Shane Wright. And I also thought this was really interesting. A quick note that ESPN made was that they actually, you know, they do like comparables and they comped Shane Wright to Mika Zabinijan of the New York Rangers. I want to be upset at that end up being the situation. The next person I want to talk about is Yager Furkus, Jaeger for Yager. First off, that guy's lettuce that he has going on oh, is incredible. Like he looks like a, a like a, a firebird. Like, yeah, he yeah. literally looks like a firebird. But he has firebird hair. Yeah, he has the firebird hair. Like he's he's already my favorite ginger, and I know nothing about him. But what's really <laughs> cool about him is that the Kraken got him at thirty fifth overall. And it needs to be talked about because he was a guy that was projected to be top 25 in the draft. So the Kraken, again, managed to get a steal, uh, got him at 35. He led his team last year in the Western Hockey League. Uh, He had 36 goals and 80 points. He's just an incredible player. The only question mark that I had, and this is not with Yager Ferguson moving on from him, was Nicholas Coco. So this was the 58th overall pick, um, and it was a goalie. And it was honestly, for me, like the only question mark. And I'm sure that that's kind of the overall consensus of the Seattle Kraken draft. I just didn't really understand what they were really doing there. If you looked at the central scouting reports, they actually had him ranked ninth among European goalies. So not the best, but in like 2019, 2020, he was actually named like Finland's best goalie. And he's actually signed through Finland through 2024, 2025. That's awesome. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good. Go for it, man. Finland is the king of the hockey world internationally right now. Yes. They're winning everything. The Olympics. Literally everything. The the juniors. Yes. The the IIHL in 90. Yeah. I did a rod with the dogs. Yeah. 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 (laughs) IHOP. The IHOP. That's what it was. The IHOP. I did a rod. Just Mm -hmm. dogs and pancakes. So anyway, so Finnish (laughs) hockey is elite. So like, you know, if we have a goalie. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing. Like, like I said, so he's with Finland signed through 2020 until 2024, 2025. So obviously that means that one, he is a project. He is somebody that the Kraken is looking at that in the future, they can develop him uh, into something that they believe is going to be special. I read a little bit about his play. He's a stand-up style of goalie. He doesn't really allow uh, anything in the bottom of the net. And also, I think this has some something to do with the crack in hiring a new goalie coach. Like, there's no way that that does not kind of uh, you know have a factor into uh, signing not signing Coco, but drafting him with at 58 overall. So even though it is a question mark, the reality is well, the reality is overall for the draft that we're not really going to know exactly how everything plays out, including you know Shane Wright and everyone else. But as far as the projections look, everything is looking pretty damn good. Um, a couple of other guys I wanted to make a note on. First off, Ty Nelson, uh, he's one of the defensemen that was taken. I don't know much about him, but his hat game is strong as hell. He had like this light blue fedora going on. He looked, oh, like, yeah. he looked like a guy that you would see like in a cigar bar posted up just drinking gin straight. So I fuck with him hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to be you, you got to be confident in who you are to, yes. to rock an outfit <laughs> like that. I mean, yes. so that's a great thing, right? <laughs> no, it's a very good thing. And the last uh, note I wanted to make as far as players, and, and we can talk about them all day, but we're not going to get into every single thing. But uh, David Goyette, I love this guy. Um, again, another steal. You can argue right behind Fergus. The Kraken got him at 61 overall. Uh, he was projected top 35 in the draft. Um, he was in the Ontario Hockey League last year. He put up 73 points in 66 games. He is an offensive juggernaut. And again, a guy who was projected to go much higher somehow fell to the Seattle Kraken and just overall good vibes. I mean, I just, I really like what they did. 
They made it very clear what they were going for, which is offense, offense, offense. And now, um, you know, we have all these all these players that we are going to start developing over the next couple of years. And I'm really fucking excited because all of a sudden that talent pool is starting to get very deep. And if we can pick up some defensemen, look out. So trust in Ron because yes. the draft, basically synopsis of what Ron Francis did and his team was they got all these undervalued prospects. You know, they found guys who had somehow slipped through the cracks yes. for whatever reason. And now it's up to them through development camp and just through all their, you know, uh, uh, all the minor leagues and all that sort of stuff and, and developing these players into their potential. Mm-hmm. So they're undervalued. They've got a lot of potential. They got a lot of upside here. So they did a fantastic job in the draft, but they did, according to a lot of other sources, they did really well. The Kraken had pretty high ratings. Not only did they have high ratings, and again, we don't really know how this is going to go. Projections are exactly that, right? They are projections. But let's take a look really quick at some of the projections. ESPN had them, had them, ESPN had them number one overall in terms of a draft winner. Yahoo Sports gave Kraken an A rating. There's only three other teams that got A ratings. Buffalo, Columbus, and Montreal. Buffalo, actually. And Montreal. Wow, no, they yeah. got A ratings. No, Montreal wasn't fucking around. I'm a little suspect with the Yahoo Sports then if they've got Buffalo. Yeah, I know. I do fancy football through them, and it's kind of weird. Kinda but uh, yeah, so <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Bleacher Report gave the Kraken an A plus. And the biggest thing that I noticed, and I have to give uh, this guy credit, Ryan Caddy. So he does hockey data visualization. Apparently I'm dyslexic today. Uh, It's a hard word. It is a hard word. Thank you. There's a lot of, there's a Z in there. What's going on? Uh, So uh, he, so he actually does a really cool thing where he takes like where, where, what the actual draft pick was. And he lines up with like the projected wins that player is going to add to the franchise. And then based off of that, he actually comes up with a, with a number uh, and it's, it's going to show you like how many wins these players can add to their respective teams once they are drafted. Based off of that, Seattle had the number one overall draft. They had a total of 9.1 wins added to the team. And if you want to look at uh, individual players, uh, Shane Wright had the highest score of plus seven as far as plus seven wins. And Coco was the lowest with a minus 1.1. So that was really interesting to me because, you know, if you want to get nerdy with it, let's, you know, do some sort of a breakdown and get, you know, projected wins added to the team and the Kraken apparently just added nine wins to their franchise. Also, I want to make a special note for me personally is my I have twin daughters. One is named Colette. We call her Coco. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to officially root for Nicholas Coco. No, have you have to, to now. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I hope he does. I hope he just, you know, can maybe he can we can break him out of Finland and get him on the team right away. I like that. That'd be pretty awesome. So well, that's OK. So that's interesting though that you made a note about bringing him to the team right away because I actually have a like prospect projection. I know there was some questions around this as far as like when players are going to be added to the team. So immediately you can expect Shane, Wright. Absolutely. Like Shane, Wright's going to be with the crack in this upcoming season, which is fucking awesome. Like if that's not a reason to get excited for the crack and I don't know what is after that, they're projecting uh Ferkus to be joined the crack in, in the 2023, 2024 season. The next season they're projecting David Goyette and Yanni Nyman, uh, 2025, 26 season, Ty Nelson and Tucker Robertson. And then moving forward, like obviously down, uh, down the road. So 2026 and beyond Coco, Ben McDonald, he's a guy at the crack and moved up to draft the kid that's going to Harvard really smart. Uh, Tyson Jugnoth. I just like his last name. Sounds like a juggernaut. You got Barrett Hall and Kyle Jackson. That's good. That's good. So that's kind of, that's what you're looking at in terms of the timeline from which these players are going to join the organization. And again, that was a question that a lot of people were asking, like, when can we expect to see these guys? And now we kind of know, but the, but again, the biggest thing to look forward to is uh, come October, Shane Wright is going to be playing at climate pledge arena and Holy shit. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> just based on like merch and all the stuff they're going to do. It's just, you know, marketing. The future is now. 
Uh, it's mm-hmm. a great time to be a Seattle Kraken fan. Yeah. I'm going to guess that nationally, there's going to be a lot more people jumping on the bandwagon. I would guess which so. There's tons of room. Come on. Yeah. Come, come on. on. Welcome. By the way, come check us out. Why don't yeah. you give us a listen? We're here. Yeah. You know, like we're, we're doing content and talking to you. Yeah. We're talking to you right now. Like yeah. Kraken pod, follow us, yeah. you know, do that sort of thing. Like, come on. Like, look, the, the, the golden Knights are going to suck. Yeah. Fuck them. Uh, so screw them. Come to us. Yeah. Chicago trash organization. Trash. You can leave them and we will not penalize you whatsoever. Garbage. Yeah. Absolute garbage. You don't have, don't leave the Red yeah. Wings. Just join us. Like in addition to the Red Wings. Lee's fans, we don't want you, no. but you know, do your thing. No, hang out with your buddy, Austin yeah. Matthews, yeah. Austin with an eye. Austin with an eye. You know, uh, <laughs> so yeah, oh, to, absolutely too. And then the Colorado Avalanche, they don't need it. They literally shut. I don't know if you know this. Once they won the cup, they closed the bandwagon for the Avalanche. You no, can't they join, did. Yeah, you can't. can't join it anymore. You because can't join it anymore. It's, they're so good and yeah. they could win a bunch more Stanley Cups. They cannot accept any more new fans. Nope. Denver is out of alcohol and the bandwagon has been shut down. So it's, if you are running for the ass before, it's yeah. too late. It's Sorry. Like Amazon stock. You should have bought it like, you know, four yeah. or five years ago. Yeah. You know, now it's just, it may be yeah. out of reach. Now we have all these multimillionaires and you're just wishing right. you had so jumped on early. So come to the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> so we, I, I don't even know if I want to talk about free agency. We should talk about free agency for a little bit. Draft is awesome. A plus, plus, plus draft. Yeah. Ron Francis and Ron, we trust. We, yeah. I feel like he's going to, he's going to do the right thing. Dude, we totally forgot to mention really quick. The Shane Wright stare down of the Montreal, like the table. Did oh, you yeah. catch that? Yes. Okay. We almost fought. We almost, shoulder. How did we almost not talk about this? Okay. I have to give credit really quick and I'm getting, I'm giving credit to, um, you know, a member of the Kraken pod. He's been following us. It's like day one. So shout out to Jared Rusnak. So before the fucking draft even started, I did, you know, like a beers for beneers. Like, Hey, what's everyone drinking for the draft? People are sharing photos of beers. Jared does the opposite. He shows a photo of a wine glass and he says wine for right. And then he said, and I'm paraphrasing here because he is going to fall to the Seattle Kraken at four. And I'm putting those vibes out there. Jared called it even before the draft started. So he's like our Nostradamus. He knew exactly what was going to happen. He put the good juju out there and it ended up happening. So we owe, you know, Jared Rusnak a ton of credit because he called this shit. Well, I'm going to say this right here. Some a marketing test for the Kraken pod. Yeah. If you've made it this far into the podcast, then you, you listen to our podcast and thank you for that. Um, but maybe let us know on Twitter. Would you be up for a wine for right? Maybe like one of those plastic wine tumblers that I love because I can't drop, you know, break the glass. I like that. I love wine. Yeah. I really love it. So no, yeah, I'm a big so wine, bureau, whiskey. I saw alcohol. whiskey for right. Can't do it. I can't do brown liquor. I'm 43. Got kids. I just yeah. can't do it. Wine Jaeger for Yager. Are you on board that? Can't do Jaeger. Damn it, I'm out. Too. I can do one. A all Jager right. bomb. One's all you need. Jager bombs. Well, yeah, like I, you know, old, you know, one day. Nah, it's probably, yeah. probably, so <laughs> We're wine, already talking ourselves wine in. for right tumbler. Yes. And we do ours and we, and maybe we do a beers for veneers koozie. Yeah. No, the beers for veneers koozie is in the works. That's okay. happening. But the so wine, just, I, the wine for right tumbler. I'm, I'm like, let us that. know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like dude. And look, I'll say if you're like, Oh, I'm drink beer. I'm, I'm a dude or whatever. Like I drink, I like to, I don't admit it. I love to drink white wine. Yeah. I drink white wine all the time. I put Especially ice cubes in that shit. Yeah. That's not right. That's now we're not, talking. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. And then when the weather gets cold, give me like a nice cab or a Pinot Noir. Am I wine for right tumbler? Now Absolutely. we're talking. I can't wait. I'm actually going to Willamette Valley uh, mm. uh, in uh, September. Okay. So I'll be close. Yes. I will be close mm-hmm. to 
Krakenland. Yeah. Wine country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We were talking about this before we started recording. Yeah, like know, you got I'm some thinking, places you got to hit up. So maybe I could deliver some wine tumblers then is all I'm saying. You should, you should bring, we need to make like a prototype and you bring it out there. Can like I set up like a, market it. a roadside stand? No, because everyone out there for the most part, they're Kraken fans. In fact, I, a couple bars I went to, I like would randomly catch people talking about the Kraken. I think if we had like the prototype out there, you kind of just put the vibe out and just set the tumbler down. What if it's saying like big block letters, wine for right behind it. There's a tentacle, and at the top, the tentacle's holding a wine glass. Oh, I like that. Like swirling Or it, even like swirling swirls it. around the top, like it's opening the top, or has its like tentacle oh, around the yeah, top. Like it's a screw top, though. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. Because he can't like, he can't like, like yeah, finger right. the cork. Yeah. <laughs> Get your okay. tentacle out of my wine. Time All right. to move on. We're in the deep Talk here. Talk about tentacle finger. Yeah, but anyways, the, okay. the Shane Wright stare down. Wow. All right. so Epic that moment good. that will live in, in hockey history forever. I hope he tortures them for the rest of his career. I was, uh, me too. Uh, me too. I was uh, getting into free agency, but there's so... Everyone is convinced that... The, the Kraken are going to sign their guy. Like I'm convinced, it, mm-hmm. although I'm, I'm getting less and less excited about you it. You're talking about Johnny Hockey again? Jo- no, I'm not going to talk about okay. it much. <laughs> I'm convinced that will happen to okay. the Kraken, okay? okay? but And it probably won't. But there's lots of other people out there that are like, oh, this guy's coming. We're getting this dude. We're doing this. We're doing this. So everybody is convinced about their own free agent signing for the Kraken, and mm-hmm. I'm just ready for it to happen. So I don't even really want to talk about free agency. We need, we yeah. need goaltending. We need goaltending. We We're going to assign somebody to like a one-year deal or something along those lines. That's going to be a no-brainer. Um, by the time this podcast comes out, by the way, like right now we're actually in the middle of like all the qualifying offers. Like today's like QO day. So we're going to start to really have an understanding of what the Kraken are doing because we have those restricted and unrestricted uh, free agents. We need to take care of those guys. I want to see who they bring back because that's also going to shape obviously the, uh, the amount of salary uh, space that the Kraken have to work with. So I'm really, really curious to see how the Kraken uh, handle all of that, who they sign, how much money is left over. And then let's make some fucking moves in free agency. I'm not saying to break the bank and spend all of your draft, all of your capital on some guys that are available, but you just had Shane Wright fall, you know, number four to you overall. You had a guy who was supposed to go top 25, go number 35. You just loaded the fuck up. The future is looking good. Get a, get a guy or two that we can sign to long-term deals who are like proven legitimate hockey players. And let's get this thing going. It's going to happen. And I think that's, I think that's pretty solid. We'll, we'll, we will, we will talk more about free agency next week. And also to, uh, uh, crack and pot on Twitter. We'll be all over it. But Mm -hmm. for right now, I just, I I can't talk about it anymore. I mean, so, but we should talk about the draft and we should talk about something that happened, which was really cool. Okay. The Seattle Thunderbirds followed us on Twitter yeah, we are now we are now tight with them. And now I have questions. I have questions like, why? Yeah. You know, why did they follow us? Like, oh, I harassed them into it. You did. I was like, bet you won't follow us. <laughs> you did, and they did. Props to them. So here's what: Do we want to take bets and when they unfollow us? My bet is never because I feel like they're a ride or die. Like we have to ride for them Absolutely. in order for them to stay loyal to us. And that's why we're going to talk about them now. So how about this? Then let's run over as a thank you to the Seattle Thunderbirds. Yes. Following us on Twitter. And we love y'all. We, you almost did it. We almost, we, you almost got that cup. Uh, what did they do in the draft? Where did the Thunderbirds wind up in the NHL draft? The, the biggest note that I have and really the most important one here regarding the Seattle Thunderbirds is they had three picks go in the first round, which is fucking huge. Um, seventh overall, Kevin Korchinski, 
Unfortunately, he went to the Vegas Golden Knights, but we're still going to root for him forever Damn. because he was a he was a Thunderbird. Uh, Brad Lambert went 30th overall. He went to the Peggers. Um, you know, they have the world's largest outdoor ice skating rink and uh, watch out for the Peggers. And then the last pick in the first round with the 37, 32nd pick, Reed Schaefer went to Edmonton. So he went in the division, but this is fucking awesome. Like the Seattle Thunderbirds had three picks going the first round. It's really cool to see those guys, yeah. you know, get their dreams made and do it. Um, you know, and do it on national television in the NHL draft is a really cool moment. In fact, it was like my number two moment right behind like the Shane Wright thing, seeing those Thunderbirds um, again, get like their dreams made and seeing how well, uh, you know, they were doing in terms of the draft. That was a really special moment. Yeah. Coming off of such an epic season and then going to the NHL also too, I want to give props to the Seattle Thunderbirds for having, you know, they're probably the, the most solid hockey names out of the draft. Like yeah. for three guys to go in the first round, awesome but mm-hmm. they've got those names right there are just like good hockey names like there's some hockey names out there for some guys that are like eh and there's some ones that are like just amazingly awesome yes right? I agree so I like, agree. A, like a so- Shane Wright is just a solid hockey name yeah. it's not like too crazy it's not too you know yeah. it's, it's awesome Kevin Korchinski is a great hockey Kevin Korchinski you got the two consonants Kevin Kork- Korchinski that's awesome you, Brad Lambert Brad Lambert is just like a solid like you, that guy's gonna be 50 and be like yeah Brad Lambert uh, he played hockey for like you know in the, in the pro for like 10 years. Oh, like, oh you can yeah, definitely yeah. see me like in a rocking chair being like, and Brad Lambert, let me tell you about oh, this he was guy. A solid, you know, exact, solid yep, player. Yep. And then Reed Schaefer. I mean, that guy just sounds like he's just like, not like a scrappy dude. Oh, Reed Schaefer. Well, I think, I think more of like Reed Schaefer's like, yeah, I play hockey. And then like all of a sudden he's got like just five, six chicks just like swooning over him. Like it's Reed Schaefer. Oh, yeah, it's Reed Schaefer. So Reed Reed's, Reed's at the club, like popping bottles. Like, oh, that's Reed Schaefer. No, he's over just there. at the grocery store. He's just like, oh, anywhere he goes. That's Reed Schaefer. Oh, I see. I see it. Okay. Pulling them in left and right, yeah. all over. So Nine props, produce section. Props to the Seattle Thunderbirds for just having just awesome, amazing hockey players and just great hockey names. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, brother. It was a great moment. Um, we did ha- they unfollow us uh, now that we just kind of went through that whole no. diatribe? <laughs> they're still they're, they're listening to us right now. Oh, um, all right, so I have to make. So this is a non. Do you want to move on from the draft and do like an additional note that we made here? That yeah, we there's be- been a whole bunch of awesome, okay. amazing <laughs> hockey. First, uh, well, there's more there's for more. diversity across yes. the league. So the Coachella Valley Firebirds, which you know, I will admit, I was fully in the wrong when the logo came out. You and I talked about it. I wasn't fully sold on it. Now I'm absolutely in love with it. Like those black sweaters with the red logo, like the blue eyes like the inverse of the Seattle Kraken. They're just doing everything right. But anyways, the reason why they are in our notes for this episode is because they hired Jessica Campbell as an assistant head coach. And she is now officially the first woman as a full-time coach who is behind the bench in the American Hockey League. So not only do the Seattle Kraken continue uh, you know, to make strides in diversity and do all these amazing things um, with that organization. But also you have their affiliate in the AHL and now they're doing things like this. We're very, very excited for Jessica Campbell to be their assistant head coach. And it's just great news all around. And I couldn't be more proud, uh, you know, to be a fan of the Kraken and also to be a fan of the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Uh, I think that's amazing. And I love that the, the league, like all hockey in general, mm-hmm. you know, they've talked about it for a couple of years now, trying to be more diverse, yeah. but they're actually doing it. Lit- yeah. They're literally doing like it. all the leagues from the NHL down. They're all doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so props to the Coachella Valley Firebirds, which you see the, the, the Firebirds merch dropped in the team store. I did see that. That's so oh my God. Yeah. I, I want the Furcus. I uh, dude, Furcus? You, Yeah. 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 I, want, like, I want, I want, yeah. 
It is fire. I want the I want the Yager Furcus Coachella Valley fucking sweater. That's oh, going to be so sweet. Okay, so I'm going to stop the. Uh, no, no, we have to stop. Yeah. By the way, Which, we are taking sponsorships for the for the Kraken Pod, so we can buy all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but I I want to take a second <laughs> and say on the on the on diversity. Um, props to and I'm. Uh, it's hard for me to say, but props to the San Jose Sharks. What are you? What's happening? Oh, I, I know what they did. Gotcha. So you, just, so you just threw me for a loop here. I didn't see it in the notes. I was like, wait, what's going on? It's yeah, not in right. the notes. It just made me think yeah, about yeah, this yeah. awesome moment, which is great, is Mike Greer, who was a really good name in the NHL for many years. Solid, awesome player, right? Just a really good player, right? Yeah. Uh, gritty, hard-nosed, just a great player. He has become the first black general manager in NHL history with the San Jose Sharks. Fuck yeah. So he's from the, he was born in Detroit. Okay. Right. So this. Dude, okay. So shout out Detroit. Shout out, shout out Detroit. Okay. And um, I'm just I'm just really happy to see that because Mike Greer was somebody that I grew up with. You know, he wasn't a superstar, but he, he was he was good. He was one of those names that you knew was a good hockey player. Yeah, like a Brad Lambert. He, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Great <laughs> hockey. Mike Greer. Great hockey name. But what I love is that that's just great. He. I mean, he's he is a great hockey player. Great hockey mind. He's uh you know he's done so much with coaching and all these different things. So he deserves it. Uh, you know, race is not a factor, but it is awesome to see the fact that the Sharks have done that. So the first black GM in NHL history, there will be more, which is great as as the league pushes for more more diversity. The door is just continuing to open for these types of opportunities. And it's incredible, man. It's a shock. It's shocking. I don't know if you know this, Joey, but there are other great hockey minds out there. There are other great hockey brains that just don't live inside of a white dude's cranium. You know, like there's, I don't understand. Yeah. You don't know what you're, I'm talking about? No. Okay. So I like just women white males. and people of other ethnicities <laughs> also have great hockey minds. Interesting. Yes. So speaking of women having great hockey minds, did you see like the, the photo that was released by the Firebirds when they hired Jessica Campbell? Very strong side profile, like very strong. Like she looks like somebody that you would not want to fuck around with. I'm very excited to see how she does as coach. I think she's going to do a phenomenal job, but I saw that photo and I was like, yeah, I, I would be, pro- you know, probably pretty scared you to got, be skating for her. Well, you've got to have that, you, you know, like male, female, whatever. You've got to be on the bench. You've got to have that, you know, it depends on your, your coaching style, but you got to have that. Yeah, she has Sometimes it. you got to be the hard ass. Yeah. So that's good. She came in hot with like the, I'm, look, yeah. y'all don't screw with me. Okay. Very serious. Yeah. Very so impressive. She's got, and, I, and on a serious note, I can't imagine what it's like for, for women. And I have faith in humanity, um, you know, and, and for anybody who's coming into the league um, that may be different than everybody else. Right. But like, Oh, know, absolutely. Women face some crazy shit. Like you're going to have, you are going to have some idiot say something to mm-hmm. her. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's look and hockey locker rooms are notoriously raunchy. Right. Yes. So like, somebody's going to say something to her at some time. Oh, I can't even fathom the amount of like misogynistic, you know, bullshit that she's had to deal with throughout her entire career to get her up until this point. So oh. it, you Just know, talking it, to my it, wife about like this kind of shit that she deals with, you know, dudes looking down the, their nose at her professionally when she fucking destroys them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that sort of shit. So like, yeah. I can't imagine what strong women, female, strong females yeah. that have sincere power. Right. Yes. You know, like what they have to deal with. So, you know, she's going to come in and just destroy some. Yeah. Dudes. I mean, so there's a reason why she's in the position that she's in is because she's damn qualified for the job. And, you know, unfortunately gender shouldn't play a factor, but it does. And it's great to see her, um, you know, get her comeuppance. And like you said, this is a situation where the doors are starting to open more and more for more of these great 
diverse hires for people that genuinely deserve these positions. So I'm excited to watch her uh, with the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Kudos to the San Jose Sharks for their general manager hire as well. It's just a great thing all around. And again, this is why I'm so fucking proud the Seattle Kraken organization, everything they've been doing, because I really do feel like they've been pulling, uh, you know, the trigger, pushing the right button on all the right things and they're doing it. And here's my biggest thing. They're doing it genuinely. There's not a single moment where I see something that they do and it feels like it's some forced PR thing because they have to, or it's some, you know, hire that they're being, you know, forced to do. And it it comes across like this disingenuous bullshit. Like this genuinely is a reflection of the organization and the franchise. This is only going to attract better players to want to come, uh, better coaches to want to come work for the organization. Like everyone from like, you know, the janitor of the facility to the Zamboni drive, to the general to to Ron Francis, um, you know, seems to be on the same page with everything. And it's great. I can tell you this is is a 43 year old man that, uh, you know, grown up through seeing a lot of, you know, bad and good stuff is, and somebody who's also grown up thinking and different era. And and, and also too, like I grew up like believing in equality. Right. And that's, that's how I was raised. Yeah. Cause they're a normal, good human being. Yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter who you are, you know, that sort of thing. I do feel a sincere shift. Like for many years it was like, okay, okay. You know, these leagues and these, you know, sports and all sorts of stuff, just doing things. The NFL for doing the bare minimum. Yeah. 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 You know, but like, let's paint the red zone, some equality shit, but then continue to like fuck over people. But when hockey said, we are going to commit to doing more to make things more equal for everyone. Yes. They truly are like the NFL. They just kind of say it to say shit, which is what they do. They just say like, Hey, we're going to do this stuff. And then like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. And know. then you find out. Yeah. And then you find out all sorts of sh- yeah, shady exactly. shits but going the down. NHL, the NHL sincere. It's like when they said, you know, a couple of years ago, we have to like squash any of this, like, you know, any racism, any misogyny, yeah. anything. And if and to start training, kids from an early age should not accept that way of life. Like I truly see it. Yes. And I truly feel great about what's going on. Same. And you know what? This is the last note I will make on this whole point is, and it's something that I think about specifically in regards to the NHL. I give them a lot of kudos for going in this general direction. And again, doing it what I believe to be in a genuine fashion, because I can't even imagine how hard it would be to, continue to move your business along like this, especially um, with a company that has such a massive, massive international footprint. Because the reality is, you know, there's a lot of other players and, you know, staff and whatnot from different countries that are in the NHL. In fact, you could easily say 50-50, if not more, uh, towards the international than like, you know, like the United States side. The reality is like people come from different backgrounds. They have different values, et cetera. And so to kind of, I don't know. So to, to move the, the business down that path and to do it in a way that's genuine and heartfelt and sincere, I feel like is incredibly challenging. Like there's a lot of obstacles, um, you know, in the way. And uh, I don't know, I think we're doing a very good job and the, the Kraken again, I think are at the forefront of that. And it's very impressive. Well, I'm excited for where everything's going in the hockey world. This feels very good and mm-hmm. positive. Good vibes. Uh, good good vibes. vibes for everybody. Good vibes for everybody. So Here's what we got to do. We got to get to no dumb questions, which is a fantastic question that we've got from a female listener. But before that, uh, do got to talk about our friends at 
DraftKings Sportsbook. The NHL season has had so much awesome stuff. And as the action of sports rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the NHL, they have a shot for you to win big too. You can bet a buck on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. So whatever sport you're into, you've got this deal, right? If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for big cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. That is the Hockey Podcast Network, which we are a proud member of THPN. Use that code. Bet a buck on any team and you'll get $150 in free bets if that team wins. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. You got to be at least 21 years old. Restrictions apply. See our show notes for details. So hopefully you're following along on the Kraken Pod uh, on Twitter, uh, hashtag Kraken Pod. And if you ever have a question about hockey that you don't know the answer to, don't feel embarrassed. Other podcasts will laugh at you. You DM them a question and, and, and it's something that, you know, they already knew the answer to. They will just literally send you back the laughing, crying emoji. Yeah, we do it behind your back when the mics are off. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we, we do think about that. No, actually, Joey, you have to go to the penalty box for saying that. I'm trying to make Two people minor. feel good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They don't know something. They should not be afraid to ask us. It's so like you set me up there as a nice little alley-oop. All that's right. two minutes for... All right. Jolly racking. That's not okay. We're I don't know making what up, We're making up words. Jolly so anyway, racking. <laughs> if you have a question, you're embarrassed to ask somebody else, ask us because we are obviously not embarrassed about anything that we do. Right? So what is our no dumb question question this week? So this one comes from Heather Coy Munka. So shout out to Heather because she's again, awesome. she's awesome. She's uh, like, again, an OG listener, follower of the podcast, all that good stuff. Super so, active, always chatting on Twitter. Yeah, she's incredible. Um, and she has a really great question, which again, ties into a lot of what I've seen in terms of like, so what's going to happen next? So, so her question specifically is what goes into development camp? So development camp is starting for the, for the Seattle Kraken. It starts typically right after the NHL draft. And I kind of cheated because I basically just went straight to the NHL Seattle Kraken website. And I am literally just going to quote what, Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm going to, so I didn't read your, yeah, your, your notes. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? I first? read your notes on everything. Yeah. I'm just no, I'm going to see if you, if you can confirm this. Cause I don't know what, okay. the, I don't know what the actual definition of it. Yeah. It's, it's basically, it's like rookie and prospects camp. Basically, yeah. Right. So, like, That's you take it. all the guys. Like Shane Wright, is he going to be? He's there. He's good. He's there, yeah. right? They actually did a cool uh, an Instagram video today where they were showing his locker for the first time, and Ty Nelson was the one that was like, "Oh, hey, this is Ty." Blah blah. I'm in the locker, and they showed Shane Wright's actual locker. Is pretty cool. So they're going to take Shane Wright, number one pick. He's definitely going to be there game one. He's going to be yeah. on the team. That's, yeah. that's there's no doubt about that. Yep. But then you got like you know Joey Slapdick, yeah, who's like that's actually know, my middle name, which is weird. Oh, I didn't that know you, that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Learn something awesome. new every day. Yeah. JSC Joey Slapdick <laughs> Cirillo. <laughs> cool. So uh, no, but like the, any like anybody who has you know the the eightieth thousandth round pick overall mm-hmm. all these players that are in the pipeline for the Kraken they go to camp yes and they just play a shit ton of hockey yes and the Kraken staff will sit there and watch and take notes and they might mm-hmm. be like well holy shit this kid that we just drafted in the seventh round he he might have a shot this year yes that's it yes and okay so yes and 
more so to that because it's not just on ice. It's also off ice activities too. So this is where I actually learned something new as well. There actually might be a potluck because so what they're going to do is it's not just on ice, but it's also off ice stuff. So first off, you don't you can't look at development camp as a training camp because it is not training camp and it's actually very intentionally different. And so I'm just going to read here specifically what the website says. It says preseason training camp focuses on identifying who is ready to make the NHL roster for an upcoming 82 game slate development camps, which is specifically what we're talking about. On the other hand, traditionally occur after each year's entry draft. They are not as focused on evaluation and strive to introduce the newest members of the organization to the team, its facilities, the home city, all while providing information and resources to build towards an NHL career. So yes, they are going to get some ice time. In fact, uh, Wednesday, July 13th, this is when all available prospects will be participating in a scrimmage at the Kraken community iceplex that will be open to the public. I'm so fucking jealous. I'm not in Seattle. It's going to be, um, if you are there, Facebook like, or something. yeah, no, people are going to be there taking videos of it. There might be like a 32 crew meetup around that. I wouldn't be surprised. No pressure on, on Brandon. Um, but yeah, so be sure to check out, uh, the community iceplex for that, because again, all of those guys are going to be doing a scrimmage, which will be a lot of fun to watch. Oh my God. So here's the thing. So I'm sure there is going to be some evaluation of talent on some sort of level, but for the most part, this is actually a lot of off ice stuff. They want the players to get to know each other really well and start building up chemistry. They actually have tours set up where they're going to be driving around Seattle going to various landmarks. Will they go to the go, Space Needle, you think? Nah, probably not. They'll no. probably skip that. Yes, yeah, like, that. why would you go there? That. Yeah, so no. they'll probably, okay. you know, eat some seafood, hang out together. Uh, they do games. They'll do, like, bocce ball and shit like that so they can, you know, be competitive and have fun. They're just getting to know each other. There's also classes on, like, you know, financial literacy and, you know, ethics and whatnot. So, cool. yeah, so basically, it's not just an evaluation of talent. These guys are getting to know each other. They're getting to know the city of Seattle, specifically in this case. They're getting to know... Uh, they're uh, the everybody within the organization. I'm stumbling here. Everybody within the organization, as well as oh, we got my. You taking a video of uh, what's going on here? Sorry, I have ADHD is kicking in. So they're they um yeah. So everybody within the organization, and they're also going to get to know uh, the actual complex. Uh, you know, Climate Pledge Arena, all that good stuff. So. That's a very long-winded way of saying, uh, yeah, they're just getting to know the entire organization in and out. So that's what a development camp is. And again, July 13th, I hope everybody is going to be checking out that open scrimmage. So uh, I was taking video. I know, my ADHD kicked I'm in. I was sorry. like, no, you're fine. You're fine. Self, don't you're distract fine. Joey. Because yeah. <laughs> you have some epic. Oh, my ADHD is horrible. Well, you have some, but you, no, not ADHD. You have some epic uh, rants or like you did, when you go, you go. So I do not want to interrupt you, but. You're good. You're good. Your cat is laying between our computers as a recording. Yes. And he's like sleeping <laughs> and like i was trying to get a shot of him sleeping as yes. you were talking yes as a way to be like this is how riveting our our show is yeah. which is fantastic. listen to the kraken pod a cat sleep through it but you na- okay so anyway my adhd <laughs> is now kicking in but yeah, you yeah. nailed it which yeah. is awesome this and is definitely we're getting to the depths they're investing in we are officially in the yeah. depths the cat video marked that jeff so. is literally taking cat videos <laughs> yes yes but that's awesome that uh that's the, you know the kraken and then all nhl teams do this is like uh, yeah there's I, an there's like I mean, there's multiple itineraries basically built out for all these players for them to do fun stuff on and off the ice together which is again is really cool like 
like basically look at like a summer camp with professional hockey players getting to like pal around and fuck around Seattle and eat good food and, you know, plays, you know, sports together and, you know, do all that good stuff. Well, so I'm, that's I'm excited is. because, you know, Wednesday, July 13th, that's free agency. Yes. So oh then God. we've got this awesome prospect, you know, scrimmage. Yes. And that's going to be on, I'm, I would assume some social media cracking channel somewhere. We have a lot of, um, it's really cool because what I like about the podcast is that we have so many people that listen and support our work, but are also very lucky and have the ability to go and check out events like this. So I know that we will be able to live vicariously through them as they post, you know, photos or videos from the Iceplex of this epic scrimmage. Uh, I just really want to see Shane Wright in a Kraken sweater, just skating around the ice a little bit. I want to see Furcus throwing some shots on net. I'm very, 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 very how, excited for all this. Th- how awesome is there? Like that name Furcus is awesome. It's like, it's incredible. That's why I need the fucking Jersey, man. <laughs> like the chant or something. It reminds me of like Ferris Bueller, or like Ferris, like yeah. Furcus, Furcus. Like if, if he screws up yeah. on the ice, like I want everybody on the, in, in climate pledge to be like Furcus. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't want to knock womp, somebody. Womp, womp, that might womp. be a little bit like, that'd be kind of cool. That's a good name there. So yeah, but that will, yeah, I'm, I'm so, I'm so excited. It's like a Yanni Gord, like a 2.0. Like that means like an, like an undersized offensive dude who plays with a lot of fire. He's got yeah. the crazy ginger, fiery red hair. God, I'm excited. I'm you know really, what? Really excited. Just you said Yanni's name, and I'm now just certain things like we've been talking Seattle about captain. all these. Well, yeah, definitely. I think he. I mean, he's obviously gonna be the captain, but also, um, you know, like we haven't talked about any of our old school faves that are still around. You know what I mean? So like, I'm yeah. excited for that next phase. Yes. When we get into actual training camp. Yeah. Um, in September. In I know August. we didn't forget about these guys. There just been so much happening and we're starting to really build this team, but free agency is going to be huge. I mean, I really do think that Ron makes a move or two to really solidify this roster. I'm exci- I'm, ex- I'm very excited to see exactly what he does because it's very clear that he is going to build this team through the draft, but we still have that salary cap space available. And I think that, that it would be wise if the Kraken were to make a move here. Like we need to add, absolutely add some defense. Yeah, but let's start off with the you know the qualifying offers, and today's the day for that. So I'm um, you know there's going to be a lot of news and a lot of excitement happening around the Seattle Kraken. This team is going to take shape very quickly. It's going to look very different from last year. Well, Ron Francis made us look smart when we were saying for the past you know three, four, five months, trust in Ron. What would Ronnie with, do with the draft? What would Ron do with the draft? Yeah. No Kraken shit during the draft. Yeah, and I think. The same approach will happen with free agency. I think so too. It's and 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 also, you know, uh, he he has been working the phones. I mean, you know, he's not out there pulling a Jerry DePoto Mariners reference. Um, but what he is doing is like it, you saw the news that that the Kraken were all in on Kevin Fiala literally up until the last second. So. Ron is definitely out there. He's kicking the tires. He's seeing what's available and he's making moves where moves make sense. And I know there was a lot of talk about like, for example, DeBrincat being traded away from Chicago and going elsewhere. And then, you know, a lot of people have strong opinions on that. I totally understand. But, you know, I personally didn't think the Kraken should have given up, you know, the fourth overall pick, which ended up being Shane Wright. And then like an early second rounder for that. I understand how you can also easily argue that you have a proven guy like DeBrincat who was in his prime. I think the biggest reason that signing didn't happen is because he only has one year left on his current fucking contract. And that sign, that trade didn't include DeBrincat signing an extension. So if I'm the Kraken, unless I can get this guy to sign on a piece of paper that yes, I will extend with you in a year. And here's what that contract is going to look like. I'm out because I, you can't take a risk on something like that, especially when you have a general manager 
who was so new in his position with the Kraken, that's like a, that's a big swing, man. You're asking for a lot from him. Now I'm just bringing up old stuff that no one's talking about. My whole point is, is that I think Ron Francis is doing all the right things. I think building through the draft is the right thing. We got very lucky. Shane Wright fell to number four. Now let's see what happens with the rest of free agency. Let's do it. I'm, uh, I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. And I am ready. Stop it. I, <laughs> Sorry, you said that earlier, and I was like, I, I saw to. the wheels turning in your brain. I was like, Jess about to drop something on me. Yeah, that's just I'm I mean, so excited. Very. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if you've got thoughts on free agency, hit us up at Kraken Pod on Twitter. Hit us in the DMs. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Make sure that uh, you know you're subscribing and you're hitting those uh, reviews. Those are so necessary as we're kind of building in, in for next year. Um, you know, Joey and I are co GMs of this podcast. We got a lot of plans. We've been drafting things and doing all this sort of stuff. So we're excited about that. I do. And you mentioned Brandon earlier, but I do want to give a shout out to uh, yes. the 32 crew and Brandon. Um, we teamed up and Joey dude, by the way, was the, the leader. He did all the work on this to set it up and get the puck, the Maddie Beneers autographed puck. And then the Jared McCann photo that was autographed, which is pretty awesome. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, we teamed up with, uh, with Brandon 32 crew to give away uh, that awesome stuff. We're going to do more giveaways in the future, but congratulations to cosmic plague. Uh, that's the Twitter handle for Ray who won yes. the, the puck and the Jared McCann yep. photo. I'm actually literally sending that out when we get done recording today. We will have stuff in the future. I may or may not have gotten excited and bought one more than one assigned uh, Maddie Beneers puck. But yeah, it turned out really well. But again, I have to give all credit to Brandon. I appreciate the kind words, but the reality is he won our release the bracket NHL playoff challenge outright. That's right. The puck was his. I was like, dude, give me your fucking address. Like you won. And he was like, give it to the people. We'll, we'll partner together. We will do like a joint giveaway. And that is the reason why the 32 crew is as successful as it has been because Brandon does all the right things all the time. And it's not something that again, he has to force or think about. It comes to him naturally because he just gets it. So uh, I, I don't think I even mentioned this to you yet, but in correspondence with him, we were talking about the giveaway and the kind of, you know, outlining all of that. Um, he wants to come back on the podcast. So we're going to have him back on at some point yeah, yeah. Uh, before the season starts because we can, you know, connect with him see what the 30, the 32 crew was up to get their plans for the season because he's always cooking up a million things. I don't know how he does it. I'm pretty sure he's still doing it by himself. Doing a podcast with two people is hard enough. I can't imagine running the 32 crew essentially by yourself. So anyways, tons of props to him. We will have him back in the podcast. Brandon is just an awesome dude. So thank you. Um, you know, and everyone else should thank him too, because again, this giveaway doesn't happen without him. He's done a lot for the community. He's going to continue doing a lot for the community and he legitimately does it because he loves the team and he loves connecting people like full stop. It's, this is, this is a great community. The Kraken fan, you know, Twitter community is just so awesome because like, we literally have met none of you. Zero. Zero. We're in yeah. Louisiana. We're just keyboard you keep warriors. Forgetting. And, and somebody will be like, you're in Louisiana. I'm not listening to you. You're not in Seattle, which is fine. We'll just lose that person. But, yeah. you know, we appreciate the fact that, you know, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. If you are giving your all to the Seattle crack and, and being a fan, like it's just, you're part of this club. So yep. all the people that just try to win that thing. Um, I hope one day we have 50,000 Maddie Benier signed pucks, you know, that sort of thing. We'll, we'll sneak into practice one day and just collect all the pucks. Yeah. There you, you know, go. So anyway, but thank you to Brandon. Thank you so much for listening. Um, 
This has been awesome, man. It feels good to be in the studio. I tell you what, no, Joey. It feels good. It feels really good. So you know what else feels good? Trash talk from a hockey player. <laughs> so we like to wrap up every single episode with something we like to call our chirp of the week. What is a chirp? A chirp is trash talk on the ice. That is hockey's proprietary name for trash talk, I think. I don't know if it's proprietary. TM, I'm not sure. There you go. But okay. anyway, you all have a great week. We will talk to you again next week. Can't wait to talk about free agency and more about the development of the Seattle Kraken. So let's go Kraken. Here is your Kraken pod chirp of the week. The first, the fourth pick overall yesterday was oh, Shane, Shane Wright. Wright, right? And so when he walked on stage, he was looking at the Montreal, uh, the Montreal. It's a bit of a stare down. There. A little bit of a stare down. And it was yeah. caught everywhere. That's what they're yeah. trying to look for.